I think probably of all of the things that I identify as or could identify as, I probably identify mostly as an MG, like 100%. I relate to you, what um, you, what you mean there for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think like, not that my life didn't make sense before that, but I think that I was pushing, I was like Sisyphus, like pushing a rock uphill all day long and really struggling and really like using all that energy it, to no avail. You know, nothing's happening. It's just like, I'm just frustrated and pissed off all the time. And now that I know what I'm supposed to how I'm supposed to be moving in the world and how my energy works. I don't really have that anymore. And that's the most free feeling. And I'm like, Oh, I love it. So I, I am a proponent. I always say, but like you can do whatever you want, but first human design, like figure out your human design and work that scene. And then like add in whatever, you know, like make a stew of all the shit you want to learn. These are practical conversations about real-life experiences with human design woven throughout, just like a tapestry of our human experience, but threaded in a new language. Featuring projector AC Brown, generator Rachel Lieberman, manifesting generator Jasmine Kenna, and me, your manifester, Vanessa Henry. We've reached the end of season three and are sharing some of our greatest realizations in studying the human design system, including the opinions we've developed over time and specific areas we enjoy or don't enjoy. We also discussed which aspects of human design we each feel to be the most valuable to our own human consciousness and which have had the greatest impact on our quality of life. In this opinionated closure, we invite you to evaluate your own preferences, challenges, and experiences you've moved through while navigating the study of human design. You, me, we're in this together. Let's listen to each other. You're listening to each other, a human design-centered podcast featuring an ensemble of energy types. So Jasmine, what is your opinion of the human design system? Hmm. Interesting. Well, overall, I think it's great. I think it's very helpful in terms of framework for people to really understand how their energy works and their auras work. But lately I've just been feeling like it's limiting to me and, and I see it being limiting for other people too. Like, I think that sometimes we can get really married to, or like, I don't know, like kind of argue for our limitations. Like maybe humans are looking for ways to argue for their limitations. So they're like, Oh, this, this thing is the reason I can't X, Y, or Z. And I, I see that a lot in human design and it kind of, I don't know. It sometimes it frustrates me, but it also makes me a little sad because I'm like, Oh, I feel like it could be very empowering if you just took the stuff that works and then like scrapped all the other bullshit. I've spent the last six months in like this deep, reevaluation of the system, the information in it, my experiences in my life. And where I really started to struggle is through the presentation of human design being a binary system. And I've been sitting in this discomfort for a long time. This is what led me to identifying as a non-binary person just by the contemplation of this and how limiting and to be totally honest with you, dangerous, potentially dangerous, I should say, I found it to, to be the potential dangers um, are there because of the limitations within the people's mind who study it. Um, We have conditioning that we're not aware of and human design kind of helps us 
peel back the layers of that conditioning. But as we're doing that, we're still approaching the system with a conditioned mind. And I can only speak for myself, but I, I have these aspects of my own consciousness that, um, I guess I was, I wasn't, they weren't in my awareness. I hadn't realized them yet, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And as they started to kind of come online into my awareness, I started to see how I was significantly self-limiting and how it was creating this distortion in my life and becoming really unhealthy for me. And this is in the time that I really pulled away from social media and have been sort of developing concepts that I find to be safer because of everything that you said, you know, I wish people would take what works and leave what doesn't, but there is this kind of narrative in human design that um, I think, I, I just think gets misunderstood to be totally honest with you. I, I think people, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the people studying it or anything like that, but more so that we're not aware of how we think we're not aware of what we don't know about ourselves and that lack of awareness, which human design helps you to become aware of. There's just these risks that are involved in it. So AC, what do you, what do you think about human design? I saw you like waving your arms when Jasmine was talking. Oh gosh. So you many things. So AC looks so pretty today. AC looks by the like way. a freaking heavenly goddess. She's today. like yeah. glowing. Yeah. You're glowing. Yeah. I like it so much, but like I, um, I've been having a lot of clarity this last week and I had a, of an experience with my guides and a very freeing kind of thing. I knew that this was on the precipice, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to embrace it enough. And it's time for me to embrace it. And so it's challenging, but. And what I do you mean? What do you mean you didn't want to embrace it, but you're finding yourself embracing it? What do you, sorry, what, can you give an example? <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm listening to see what, I can reveal ah, okay, um, and what needs to be revealed. This is what I can reveal is that human design is too small for me in my brand and where I'm going and that I can't free people through somebody else's system. So yeah, I've been crying what, a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think about then the concept of a system? Are you imagining in, uh, introducing a new system do you it like is the a, concepts of systems? It is a, fin- I, the sy- systems are important, but for me, I need to create and birth something th- of my own and not as intricate, more simple. And we talked about a little bit of that today, but it is a great tool. It is a phenomenal tool, but for me and where I'm going it needs to just be reference, mm-hmm. not the like, focus, not the focus. No, like no more creation. It is reference. It is a phenomenal reference point. It is a phenomenal tool. It literally changed my life, but it no longer serves me in what I need to do to impact the world. Mm-hmm. But it's phenomenal and I don't mind talking about it and telling people about it and helping them explore themselves through it in certain ways. But the work that I need to do in the world, I can't do it in somebody else's system, but it is a great tool. It is phenomenal. It is it should be the baseline for a lot of things. So a lot of your brand is obviously showing people about, um, your psychic channel and your psychic abilities, but 
working intimately with you. I know a lot of your process is human design, astrology, and numerology. So what about astrology and numerology? How do you feel about those systems then? Those systems are more ancient. Same thing, still reference. AC, I really feel that, that that's the way for you though, you know, as a peripheral person, no, as somebody it is, right brain, right mind coming at it that way, I, I think will work really well. No, it does. And it mm-hmm. still will. And it's the, supportive, not focused. Yes. Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. It's supportive. And I don't know how to translate that. It's supportive. It's not, mm-hmm. it cannot be the end all be all though. Mm-hmm. It can't be the end all be all. And I think that's where it's tricky because the systems are so good, but it's, it's challenging because it's so much more. I think the system is actually so deep and so rich with information. All the, all these, the systems that you were just talking about astrology, human design, numerology, but coming back to human design specifically, I think it's so robust and deep that actually most people don't even access all those layers. And Ra even says they don't need to. As soon as you go beyond type and authority, we lose people. We start to have to deal with their mind. And a lot of people want to dive into human design and go into these things. And then they're, they're saying things like, this doesn't connect with me. It's like, well, you're, no, you're likely not actually ready to integrate to that connect. information. It won't connect. And I, yeah. I know when I was first getting started, um, some peers of mine were so interested in the gates. And it was kind of like, you're not even going to understand. I, I later came to realize you're not even going to understand the gates um, before, you know, like, because we want to know those specific details, but it doesn't actually make sense until you actually start to understand some of these other concepts, you know? And, and for me, that was a long process of understanding what my, my type and authority was, you know, what does it mean to be ego authority and what does that look like? And how many examples do I have in my life that I can actually that come to mind. And then when does it start to become easy where I'm actually just always operating in my right, and embodying it. think about it. Right. Totally. And, yeah. and that's what I feel like. It's still good. It's so much there, but there is something that for me there, there's a crossroads that's happening that I've been experiencing that I have to, I have to reframe something in my mind about mm-hmm. these systems. And like I said, I will always refer to them always. Right. Cause Absolutely. they've informed your psyche. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Always, but I cannot rely on them. Mm-hmm. What do you mean rely in the work that I do and how I help people? Right. right? Cause you're a psychic. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't rely on them. So when you think about like everything that I've said, I can't, I cannot use them as crutches any longer. I have to mm-hmm. start walking. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm tired of giving, uh, like giving clients a crutch even, you know, like I, I want that. I'm like, you need to do this work. Like, I know like your strategy and the authority, it's not that sexy. Of course you want to know about like all your channels. You want to know about that. Right. You want to know about it. Cause it's like where the, you feel like it's magical and it makes you special and it, you know, whatever the hell, but like you need to, you if you want to operate the correct way, then you have to do this work. You have to like pay attention and show up and like, okay, here's how, oh, this is it. Let me like make a little list. Is, did this work for me today? No. Okay. Let me try it this way. Did this uh, part of the experiment work? And nobody wants to do that. They just want to like to have a magic session. And they want to in- really information gather. Yeah. They want to information just- gather all the time and not yeah. actually put the work in. It's part of, of course, my toolkit that I use. Mind you, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let me 
open up my little toolbox and like, let me pull out human design. Let me pull out astrology. Let me pull out numerology. But I'm actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. And that's where I have to start relying on when it's part of the tool and it's a tool. I still got to build the thing. Mm -hmm. And me building the thing is coming from my knowledge, from my natural abilities, my natural talents as being a psychic channel and a spiritual guide. That's mm-hmm. where I'm actually fixing the thing. I'm just using the tool of all of those things, of for all me, of the modalities. For me, a lot of this was, I was I like when you said information gathering, because I recognize now that I spent a pretty long time in that, in that zone of thought. And I actually wasn't aware that I wasn't integrating that information. And when I started to actually integrate and experiment and and try noticing these, this information within my own design, I started to become very inspired by my own life and understanding it. And then I noticed I started to look at people through that lens too. And so my mm-hmm. integration process is when my life really started to change, not so much in the, the information gathering for me, I really needed to apply it, but to kind of contrast you, AC, I'm a very focused thinker. I'm, I'm not peripheral. I'm, I'm analytical. I'm quite left in mentally speaking. And I really find what's happened to me, I started sharing human design information around 2018. So I haven't really hit that seven-year public place with it yet. But I I have found that there are certain areas that really pique my interest. And for me, that's the variables. And I I I'd like to specialize there. I'm I'm kind of always curious in those areas, and especially the binary thinking that exists there that I find to now be be dangerous. Um so it's so neat to hear, like, especially just, you know, this is our, the end of our third season, the journeys that we've kind of gone on through with this and how we each are using it differently and integrating it differently. And I, you know, I'm very inspired by that. Like, I like that you said, I'm moving away from it or using it differently, or I'm noticing this with my clients, as Jasmine was saying, and how, you know, ah, I, I wish I could do this. So maybe it's time to turn to our vessel of love because she was sitting here quietly, maybe, I don't know, listening or on Pinterest doing her doing her right brain. Uh, Rachel, what's your opinion of the human design system and kind of everything we've been talking about? Yeah. Today I was not doing any right. (gasps) I'm just, I'm teasing you. Sorry. No, I know. Right brain scrolling. Yeah. I was just kind of taking in everything you guys were saying, because this is something I've thought about a lot and I feel really fortunate that this came into my life after I'd kind of had some experiences of over-identifying with some things and systems spiritually. And so I was able to, for the most part, avoid doing that with this one. And I feel like, yeah, very similarly to what you're saying, it's one tool among many tools for me. And it's become clear and clear that my, you know, whatever I'm doing here is about like living a full life as a human being and not just about being like a student of one thing or a student of a system that just doesn't resonate with who I am and what I'm doing here. And yeah, I've also noticed that often when I when I share pure information for people, their heads really do get caught up in it and they get really confused and they start to cling to it and start to put themselves in boxes Whereas when I bring other things that I do, like in a lot of ways, I love sharing human design information through my readings the best because I can tap into exactly what that person needs to hear and then Mm -hmm. kind of bring in the human design to give them some concrete 
guidance on some things that I can feel just through my human channel, my personal channel. And I feel like that lands really well with people. So yeah, I think the less that we identify with these systems, the better everything is, the less we are using our minds to tell us what to do because of some system. And the more we're using our minds just to observe ourselves and then maybe understand ourselves from that point of view, the better all of these things go. Uh, that's interesting you say that because I something that stuck out was like identifying with this system. And I have to tell you, I don't know that I could stop identifying with being a manifester. That information really was hugely transformative for my experience and how I understand myself. But I am wondering, you know, does that, is that because of my undefined G center? AC, I'm kind of wondering how you feel about this. Like how much of you really identifies with being a projector with the undefined G center? It resonates a whole lot. It does. It helped me out so much and it still helps me. Um, but I also am a product of two generators. You know so what my I mean? So emotional generators, right? Ah! Emotional generators, uh, a Sagittarius and a Libra. I, I call them the original Cardi B and Offset because Cardi B and Offset have the same birthdays as my parents. But so yeah, I identify with it and I re- resonate with it. And like I said, knowing that as a foundation, as a baseline, is great. But there was points where I relied too much on it and stepped outside of my natural talents of me being a psychic channel and a spiritual guide and what that meant before me finding human design. Because even though I wasn't online, I had a huge life in being a psychic, channeling and being a spiritual guide and confidant for people way back to when I was teen. And then I I didn't find human design until my late Mm twenties. So for me, it was just like, it was an addition. It was like, oh, this is great. This is, this makes sense about the instructional part of me staying into alignment. But with that open G, I also kind of feel that I was trying to hold on to something for direction. Yeah. And that is getting in the way. Yeah. Jasmine, how about you as the hybrid? Because there's so much debate about the hybrid in the community. You know what I mean? Is this something that you really connect with and identify with as being an MG, as being this as generator with these manifesting abilities? Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I think, I think probably of all of the things that I, identify as or could identify as I probably identify mostly as an MG like 100%. I relate to you what um, you what you mean there for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think like not that my life didn't make sense before that but I think that I was pushing I was like Sisyphus like pushing a rock uphill all day long and really struggling and really like using all that energy it to no avail. You know nothing's happening. It's just like I'm just frustrated and pissed off all the time. And now that I know what I'm supposed, to, how I'm supposed to be moving in the world and how my energy works, I don't really have that anymore. And that's the yeah. most free feeling. And I'm like, oh, I love it. So I, I am a proponent. I always say, but f- like, you can do whatever you want, but first human design, like figure out yeah. your human design and work that scene and then like add in whatever, you know, like make a stew of all the shit you want to learn that I but agree. I think it, 
Yeah. Like I think it's a good first, like it's a good first layer. And like, I don't know. I don't really. And yeah, I I agree with that. Cause for me, it freed me because like I said, I have two generator parents. Yeah. Well, AC, yeah, you're a projector. Like projectors do need to be learning this information because you're right. Cause I was, Mm -hmm. listen, I mean, I've heard, you know, I'm not, you know, outing my mom, but I've heard the, you're so lazy. No, I just don't have the energy. Because yeah, you can like, keep on yeah. going, ma'am. Because mm-hmm. you know, you you can go, go, go without even noticing when you're burnt right. out. I don't have the energy to clean my room, mom. I just want to lay yeah. here on the bed. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just want to lay <laughs> yeah. on the bed. So yeah. man, yeah. That was helpful to be like, oh wait, uh, that makes because I knew at a very young age, like, no, it's not that I don't want to clean it. I just don't feel like it. Yeah. Because you know, kind of thing. So it definitely helps. And I think that it helps all of the aura types. It's definitely a magical system. All of these systems are, but there has to be like Jasmine said, but I feel there has to be some personal accountability for where you take your life and how Mm -hmm. you do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what people aren't doing. Yeah. I can't imagine being a parent now without it. The way that it has helped me I would not be the parent I am today without it. And I hundred percent credit to that. Honestly, mm-hmm. I have found that since I've studied it, my anger and rage that I carry, I'm much more aware of, and it has been significantly reduced because of my understanding of it. This is really a tool to understand the self, but I really feel we have now one of many tools, but a really powerful tool to understand not only ourselves, but the people around us. And we can now understand each other as energetic beings, not so much like as a woman or a man or a black person or a white person. We have now a way to understand as an energy. And when I think about the potentials on how more and more young people are going to be raised with that awareness, like I find that so inspiring because I know I wasn't raised that, that way. I had a lot of grace, luckily, in my childhood that my, my mom, who primarily raised me, knew to leave me alone. <laughs> like, you know, like she's on the mm-hmm. floor. Don't pick her up. She doesn't want to be picked up. She always wants to be alone. And that she, you know, a lot of parents who don't have an awareness of human design have that natural understanding and bond with their child. But to be able to have um, an opportunity to use a language that allows you to understand that further, honestly, for me, it's allowed me to create deeper loving bonds because of the way in which I understand the person's needs as a, as a parent, if my kid was too tired to make their bed, you know, the, the uninformed me would want to be like, do it because I said to do it. And as a manifester, that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. You know, but if I, if if I have this little projector child, who's like, I, and I'm, I'm able to see their energy levels. First of all, I don't talk to my child that way at all, but I know that I, I carry that potential and would have, and I, that would be hugely conditioning. And I don't think necessarily right for me, you know, it'd right. be an abuse of power. Um, it would be for sure. And I just said that the other day, I did a, a little chat on, I think it's called HG commons. And I talked about parenting kids with undefined hearts. And yeah. that came to me where I thought, oh, I have a defined heart. And I'm an MG and I'm like a super sacral person. Like I have all these kids. None of them have a defined heart. Two of them don't have defined sacrals. And it would be very easy for me to pit them against one another 
for love, to oh. make them be, feel competitive for my love, you know, to make them have to achieve or make them have to reach certain, you know, like, here's the bar, like you need to be here to like, have me love you. And now that I know human design, and I don't know that I would have been this way necessarily, but the fact that I'm very keenly aware of their makeups, I know that like, I just love them for free. You know, yes. like they're like the job for me to do is to show them like, I love you for free. Like you don't have to achieve, aspire, succeed. You don't have to do anything for this. So like in our household, we have a very, like our, the energy, the dynamic in our household is very, um, just like everybody's getting what they need. And I think that that's like, that's a beautiful gift to be able to give your children and yeah. to give myself as a parent, you know, and also totally. I could be a total bully if I wanted to be same here. I think any defined heart carries out of these kids yeah. carries that potential. I've said it. That's mm -hmm. what we're doing. Even just listen to the tone of my voice there. Right. Um, it's in my heart, in my heart, excuse me, in my house, we're all defined hearts. And so it's not Ooh. so much, it's not so much what you've described, but where I really notice my conditioning force and intensity is mentally I'm defined head defined Ajna and Derek and Hoxley are both Toxie's a totally open head, but they're both undefined there. And I really see how I tire them with my mental energy. And so I, yeah. I actually put a lot on Derek earlier in our relationship that I was wanting him to provide a certain intellectual stimulation that I really need and have a lot of energy for. And to contrast that he was, he was really wanting a sort of athleticism from me. I was just not able to show up with, do you know what I mean? Like, no, we play tennis now, but I remember us like playing basketball or he was like, I always imagined like a sporty partner. And I was like, look, competitive, maybe, <laughs> but, but sporty. No. Um, but when, when I, when, when I started to learn this about myself and that, that very real need for myself to be very active on the mental plane, I was able to kind of unburden the relationship and remove that expectation from him. He can't be everything to me. And I was able to make deep bonds and relationships with friends who were able to be really intellectually stimulating for me, like having this podcast. It's an opportunity to talk about something. Um, or we all have conversations on Voxer with our community. And I was able to be more, and I know this isn't necessarily my word as a manifester, but more satisfied with my life because I was mm -hmm. getting what I needed rather than getting mad at him for not kind of providing that to me. Rachel, you are in your situation at home. You have um, a stepchild who is a teenager. How is, what, have, what has it done for you in understanding your relationship with them? Yeah. I mean, loving and supporting Tyler is always going to be a challenge for me because we're so different. He is on the autism spectrum. He has ADHD. I'm, I'm really the only neurotypical one in the house actually. So it's been a tool with a defined head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been a tool that's been really helpful for me because I think that I would have been very frustrated with his lack of flexibility in going along with kind of like school stuff or family stuff or whatever it is. And, and would have just felt really like resentful of the way that he deals with that and resists it. And just understanding that he's a generator and a two, four and all of these different and emotional, things he's have emotional really just and you're not emotional. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a huge part of it too. Just understanding all of that. It doesn't like take away my chat, like the challenge for me sometimes, but it gives me that space to understand why 
that dynamic is happening. And so then like, I don't put that, it just allows me to take the pressure off of both of us, I would say. So it has made a huge difference in just how like his life has gone because I kind of came, even though I came into this unit of him and his dad, that was very established. I kind of became the de facto leader of the pack. I think just simply because of, of having that defined head and Ajna and being, you know, neurotypical and more able to like organize and plan and things like that. And so just understanding their needs has made it so that I can do that from a place where I feel like I'm being like benevolent, but also like allowing myself to step into that power. So it's been very helpful for me. I think you said something significant there, like uh, human design, the awareness of human design or any type of modality like this, like astrology or numerology or anything else is not going to remove and alleviate the challenges that we will navigate into in life. And sometimes people think that, you know, when is all this suffering going to go away? I'm doing everything. And from my experience, the challenge is always going to find me. It's always there, but my ability to understand and perceive what's going on removes the pressure that it easily flips me into this, this space where I'm going to get mad. Um, especially now going on the roof, I find a huge detachedness in my experiences and a, a huge low tolerance for anything that is sort of feeling out of alignment or not, perhaps not feeling good for me as a non-emotional person. Historically, I would really just avoid all that. Like, mm-hmm. but now knowing that I'm an avoider has, it, it really, it's like, okay, so I, right now I want to run away, but I'm going to choose to actually insert my energy here and understand what's happening because running away and avoiding makes my sacral so sick. I'm, I feel so sick when that happens. So AC, what about you and your relationships, human design and how it's helped you understand them? It's helped a lot. And I love it for that, for sure. It helps me communicate especially now that we're thinking talking about it with you and Jasmine and all of us going back to outside of your, you know, type and authority, some of it is kind of convoluted. It kind of, if you're not ready and you're kind of like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's pointless, but for the day-to-day communication, your authority, your freaking aura type and your profile are probably the more important things. And yes, of course, and the variables just because of certain things that those give you. But outside of that, it's like, I really, yeah, unless we're, especially relationship wise, unless we are like building a life together, like I don't need to know what gates you have technically, no. maybe some, maybe no. some centers, you know, to see where you might be conditioned or where you might think the energy centers. centers yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Centers. Yes. But your gates and your I need planets. to know who has like eight, 18 though. I do need to know that shit. Gate 18. Because yeah, I'm always looking to bridge my split through the gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm like, listen, you're, you're very critical. And I don't like, I need to know. So I don't like, get yeah, certain things you. I you know? do need to know because Let of my provocation. Yeah. Yeah. Just, certain yeah. things I do need to yeah. know for my own kind of like, do you have this mm-hmm. other gate yeah. kind of thing? But you're doing something, for, to me, but the reason yeah. you're doing that is to understand the connection they have to you and how it's going to affect you. Like, you know, it's yes. not so much about understanding but the gates. in the beginning, right. Of yeah. getting to know someone, you don't need to know that. No, I just need and to I know how you make decisions. Good. Right. I just need to know yeah. how you make decisions, you to know them. your aura type, and how you 
the how of how you do stuff, which is, which is your, you know, your profile, like that's yeah. it. And yeah. definitely the- definition, definitely definition has helped me out with yeah. relationships because I'm like, Oh, that's right. You know, and I'll tell somebody like, go, go talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't need that. So it's, and it also like, when you think about it from, are we really using the systems for, like, especially for your own aura type and your own things, are you really using it to your maximum capacity? Me as a single definition person, sometimes I do have to pull myself back. I don't need other people's opinions. I just, I know, like, me neither. I don't know I got, any of us do. Oh, nice. And I got to reel it in sometimes. And like, you know what? And that's where like my authority comes in. Like, you know what? Let me give myself a couple of days because so I can process. And then if I'm still confused, then I'll reach out. But sometimes I'll catch, you know, catch myself like, why am I asking all of these people? You already know the answer and you know what you want to do. But even that, like that's sometimes part of your process and you're an emotional being like, and even AC working with you closely over this year and being able to be up close to an emotional being has been so educational for me to how to understand those people, to how to be there for those people, how to care for my own energy as a non-energy being. Like, it's just, so I, I really like when you said, you know, type authority profile and definition, but the, the thing that's had the greatest impact on my quality of life has been the variables, has yeah. been learning about environment, has been learning about food. And that's a pretty, oh gosh, view was so, was so transformative for me. That's, a, that's deeper in human design. You know, as soon as you get into color, you're going from the line, um, excuse me, you're going from the gate to the line and then into color, you know, there's, you're going into a deeper layer and you're, you're it's very possible you're going to lose people. So it's, I'm passionate about that. And I don't know that it's just necessarily about learning type and authority for some, that is all it's going to be. Uh, and that, and that will be enough. Like that will be transformative enough, but for me and my quality of life, which is so huge for me, like how well I'm living, how healthy I feel, how in love with life I feel was, was learning and making mistakes in those areas specifically, and then witnessing it in the people around me. So it's been, it's been my favorite area. And I would, I, to not have that, I would lose interest. I think. Yeah, I would agree, especially finding out that you know, with me, especially having inner vision valleys, and and valleys and evening, like indirect, light, indirect eater, like, like that was like, well, that makes sense because people are very surprised. Like I do a lot of emotional eating, like outing myself half of the time. I'm not even hungry people. I'm not, (laughs) but it's part of you. It's part of your process. Right. But I also got to find somewhere else to get that emotion out because yep. half of the time I'm not hungry. And there's a reason why, like, I, like I told somebody the other day, they were like, Oh, what did you have? Like, I had a really good day emotionally. You know, when I ate that day, salsa and chips, that's what I wanted. That's what I was kind of craving. And that was enough for me. They were, I was like, salsa and chips is a meal. Don't argue with me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Meal. yeah. Salsa and chips is a meal, but that's part of that indirect light of, me grabbing something in the moment that I've imagined the taste of it and like, oh, okay. That, you know, oh, I want to taste this, the cilantro and this, and I want these type of chips. And then that's the satisfaction for me. Can I tell you guys something unrelated, but very funny. 
So the tongue, the tongue, something called tongue wisdom that your tongue knows how everything will feel. So like, just imagine licking your computer screen right now, your tongue knows what that would feel like. Imagine licking your arm, your tongue knows what that would feel like. Look at something around you in the room right now, anything. And just imagine licking it. Your tongue knows what it would feel like. What, mm-hmm. Why is my like, tongue so smart? That reminds me of like an octopus tentacle or something. Oh my God. Yes. Like, you know, like, cause it has all oh the little, like, like little feelers. Mm-hmm. Those are all sensors. So that's like what's happening on our tongue. Maybe too weird. Yeah. Also, anyways, we lick everything. Every, yes. <laughs> yeah. Memories. Like, hmm. Yeah. Tongue brain, little tongue brain. Uh, anyway, we're rounding out our season three. We had an awesome season this year, I, or this, this season, excuse me. I love the flow that we found. Um, each season we've gone into it, allowing ourselves to do different things in season one, you know, we were trying to meet regularly and record, and that was hard. Then we started batch recording and we started figuring that out. Then we were like, fuck this. We need an editor. Like we, like our, our businesses are too busy. Why are we doing this? Vanessa can't keep doing this. She's non-sacral. Rachel's busy. Um, and then how can we work together? So I just want to say the experiment that is each other has been so rewarding. And sometimes I listen back to these conversations and I'm like, thank goodness, I have people that I can speak to about this things, about things like this, and that are open to like developing the bond over it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I honor each of you. Thank you. Any final words from anybody for season three? I don't know. I think you're, I think uh, everybody can just be as big as they want to be moving forward, you know, Mm -hmm. like do whatever you want to do, figure it out, live your life, bro. Rachel, how about you? Yeah. Similar. I think something that I just took away from the conversation we just had is that I actually think that each of us will find different parts of human design that are important to us. So we'll all tap into very different things. And that's kind of how we are like serving each other as a collective and why it's so beneficial to come together and share these tools because each person is going to really experiment and pick up on a different thing. Yeah. Beautiful projector. Can you close us out? Final thoughts? Wow. Final thoughts on this season and previous seasons before. I think that you know, we have graduated from college. As oh yeah, you love that saved. with these images. Hey, I was like, look, we always need to We've graduated from college. Season. It's time for us to go into the new world um, as, you know, fresh out of college and make some mistakes, but have some fun and build foundations. I can't wait for everybody to see season four because this is kind of sounding like we're going away, but there's just such new energy for season four that I can't wait. For yeah. And it makes sense. Like we're going to be out yeah. in the world. Yes, I know. And yeah. no we're going to be coming. exploring the newness of after you leave college and like figuring it out and building your foundation, building who you are after everything that you've learned. I love and so, as long as we don't go corporate, I don't want to be corporate. I'm like long live independent contractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, it's exciting times ahead. You, me, we're in this together. Let's listen to each other. You're listening to each other. A human design centered podcast featuring an ensemble of energy types.